Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining our deal finding training for real estate IQ clients. Um, we've got a couple of promotions I want to tell you about. <clears throat> One is that once you get going and um, you know find a deal and want to share your success story with us, we'd love to hear that. And we're um, actually doing a contest where I think. Um, we're going to choose one of the submissions and you're going to get a $50 gift card or something like that. So just think about that as you go. You're probably not there yet, but when you get there. Um, the other thing is we've got a deal. If you refer a friend, you can um, get a $25 subscription credit towards your next month. All right. So these are the off-market leads that we offer. So you're getting these at one o'clock every afternoon. Um, if you're not aware, we also have our premium off-market leads package, and this includes skip tracing for all of these ones that have the asterisks. So we send that, out, that list out at 10 a.m., and when it comes, it already has email addresses and phone numbers for people attached to it. So if your marketing strategy is going to be that and you're going to do a large number, you might want to consider upgrading to premium. Um, if you're gonna do a smaller number and you wanna call or text, then uh, I'd suggest our on-demand skip tracing service. So you can do up to 75 addresses for 25 bucks. So if you're just making calls or you know doing that stuff yourself, that might be a more cost-efficient way to start out. Um, here's our sponsors. Got some great hard money lenders here, Note School for Passive Investing. Uh, if you're not familiar with Quest Trust, you want to get familiar with them. We do a lot of events together, actually, and, and uh, people who have money in their IRAs are a good source of private money for your business. And then we have uh, business coaching and property managers as well. So if you have not, <clears throat> have y'all joined our online community yet? If you have not, go to our website and here's community. And so you can go up here where my name is, you should say, see join or sign up. So please make sure you do that, join our community. Um, we also have some groups. So for example, I have a Houston Deal Finders Lounge group and I also have a women in real estate group. So these two are mine. Uh, so any of you are welcome to join this, even if you're not in Houston. Um, but we also have them for other areas as well. So here's a, no, that's REI Club. Here's an Austin Deal Finders Lounge, San Antonio, for example. I think there's a DFW one somewhere. So there's just all kinds of different groups, depending on your interest. So the marketplace here, you can find vendors that you need. And then you're probably already familiar with our events page. So just to show you that and tools, we have on-demand skip tracing. Um, and ROI Muse is a really kind of more advanced deal analysis calculator, um, especially good for commercials. So if you end up getting into that, at some point you might wanna look into ROI Muse. All right, that's the commercial portion of the presentation. <laughs> so let's get to it then. So I'm going to go and log in, which by the way, you can do from this page under tools. Right here, log in to reiq.me or, you know, you can just type in realestateiq.me to get in. Okay, so if you have more than one metro area, up here is where you need to go to switch. So in Austin and San Antonio are on the same plan. The reason they're separate is because they have separate MLSs for those areas, for each area. And so our system pulls the data from that specific MLS. So right now we're looking at the Houston MLS. Um, if you haven't checked out the heat map reports, I think we kind of had an issue where they're not updated right now, but they will be again soon. So you might want to check those out. Kind of a interesting bit of information of where the deals are. 
So that's kind of it for that page. So I think I'll just start with MLS Deal Finder then. And so here's where you can search for properties that are listed on the market that are below market value. So you can do the quick search, which is kind of fun to look at every now and then just to kind of see uh, what's going on in the different parts of town because this will search just automatically does the last two weeks. You can change that, of course. Um, but here's the new search. So you probably only want to look at active. Some of these things might look slightly different in the other MLSs because they have slightly different categories. So I think there's more options than just, this is all that HAR has active pending and option pending, but I think there's some other ones, for example, that you might see in DFW that you won't see here. Geography, you can do county, city, or zip code, or you can do more than one. So I can go to county and I can say, I want to search Harris County and Montgomery County, for example. So you can select as many as you want, select all, deselect all. And then once you're done, you just click off of it. And then property type, these, are, these again will look different in the different metro areas just because those are the categories from the MLS. So I'm gonna say, let's just look for single family. List price, um, typically below 250 or so is kind of the sweet spot for investors. Um, that price range of house, especially under 200, um, but I figure why not go a little higher? Uh, it's, Kind of, um, it's where the most rentals are, it's where the most action is. You know, when, when there's downturns in the market, such as what we might be seeing in the days ahead, we really haven't started to see that yet, um, here in Houston anyway. Uh, but there's a good chance that there could be a downturn in the months ahead. And so that lower price range is just more affordable. The higher price ranges tend to suffer. Now, there are people who specialize in high-end homes, but if you're just starting out, this is probably a good range to start with. Last updated. So an update is when there was a price change or it was a new listing. So if we, uh, now it's just things that happened in the last two weeks. If it's the last one year, it'll show us everything that's active. Uh, custom range, if you wanted to search for properties that had maybe been sitting on the market a while and see if they're more motivated to sell, that's another approach you can do. And then here's the discount percentage. So, you know, the rule of thumb is you want to make your offer of 70% of the ARV, the after repair value, minus repairs. So I usually set this at 30, um, and I know that doesn't leave room for repairs. However, you also don't have to offer the list price. So on that one that Kevin was talking about earlier, they were asking 279, and we actually got it for 231. So you just never know until you make the offer. Another thing that I like to do on the search is take this max down. Oops, and I just lost my minimum. I like to take it down a little bit because I found that real estate agents don't always enter the information correctly. And so you'll get a house that's a 90, you know, 98% discount because it's listed for sale for $1,100. Well, that's obviously the rent and not the sales price. So I don't want those properties to show up in my search. So notice I use these sliders. So you can either do the slider or you can type it in, whatever's easier for you. Now, if you're looking to wholesale or if you're looking for a property to buy and hold, you might wanna use the rental index as a different search. Um, if, I, if I put something here, this is an and search. So it's only gonna pull up the properties that meet both requirements. 
So the rental index is the percent of the purchase price that you can get in your monthly rent. So kind of the rule of thumb overall is you want to get at least 1%. Uh, lenders want 1.25. And so if you don't put that in, if, or if you don't get it at a low enough price to get a 1.25 rental index, they would expect you to kick in your own cash to make up that difference. So rental index is another way that you can do your search. So once you get your criteria in here, the next thing you wanna do is go to save as. So I can save it and just so that I don't have to enter all these things again, but I definitely wanna save this as an automated search because that's gonna give me an email whenever a new property that meets my criteria comes on the market. So I can find out about it right away. So you just give it a name click save, and then you'll start getting those emails. Um, and then up here, you can go to my searches to see the ones that you saved before. So I'm just gonna go ahead and go search. Now here's all the properties that meet that criteria. Right now it's 73, good number. Uh, so that's just um, Harrison, Montgomery County. So I have a, several different ways of looking at this information. I can download it, download all these results to a spreadsheet, but most of the sorting you can do here. Hey, Becky. Yes. There's, there's some um, feedback coming through the microphone right now. So if everybody could just mute their microphones when they're not talking, um, I think that'll solve the problem. Okay, good, thank you. Right now somebody's car alarm is also going off. Can you hear that too? Oh, it stopped. Okay, so yeah, do feel free that's to- much, That's much better. Much better, okay, good. Thank you everyone. And do feel free if you have a question to either put it in the chat or you know, go ahead, just unmute yourself and and ask if you'd like. Okay, so here's all the search results. So I could go here to these arrows and search this by discount percentage, for example. I went. The, I started with the lower one, do that up. And now it's starting with the biggest discounts going down. You could sort by index if that's what you're looking for. Yes. Okay, you can also play away with, play around with a grid view, you know, just kind of gives you a different view of the same information or the photo view. If you're more interested in looking at pictures, that's a beautiful bathroom right there, let me tell you. All right, so the other cool thing here is we can turn on the map and I can search for certain parts of town. So if I go up here by Lake Conroe, for example, uh, this property number one, that corresponds to this number one. So if I can look at that, looks like a mobile home to me. Let's see, yep. Or a manufactured home. A lot of people like these for something to sell owner financed. Or some people rent them, but um, it's an easy one to sell owner finance so that you're the bank as it keeps going through. Little uh, graffiti on the walls. <laughs> this would definitely need some work. Um, so I can click around on the map and I can go here and check out this house, which is also a mobile or manufactured home. There are a lot of them up in that area. Um, but then I can just, you know, I can zoom out and go to other parts of town. This little two just says I'm going to find two more properties when I click there. So when you find one that you like, you can go to details here and see all the MLS information. Here's the agent's contact number if you wanted to get more information or make an offer. 
Okay, this is a gorgeous energy efficient home built in 2012. So probably couldn't need too much work. So that might not be the best investment property, even though this says 365. When I see something newer and, a, and an estimated price that's a lot higher, oftentimes that means there's something coming up in the comps that maybe shouldn't be a comp that's kind of artificially driving the price up. But let's look at the pictures just to see. Nice Photoshop sunset. Yeah, this one looks pretty nice and it's probably, so it probably would not be something I would look at as an investment property. It looks staged. <laughs> it does look staged. Um, Although, looks like laminate countertops. Unless they cut the granite. No, maybe that is granite. But yeah, this one doesn't need work. So, you know, if you're looking for a flip, this would definitely not be it. Because there's got to be a reason that this discount is so high. So, you know, the computer's pretty good at choosing the comps, um, but it's not perfect. So let's maybe look at this one just and see if we can figure out what the what the issue is that's driving the price up if i was just looking for a fix and flip i wouldn't waste any more time i would just click around more on the map or go to my chart and do these same things but since cma is one of the things we need to look into i'm going to go to that so we have arv distance this that's the default so the ARV distance was used to get this estimated price of 365. That puts priority on the comps that are more recent and closer to the subject property. It only goes out a half a mile. ARV subdivision will go out a mile and try to choose comps that are in the same subdivision as much as possible. And custom CMA lets you set your own parameters. So 180 days is sort of usually the most you want to look at. In times of COVID, I don't think I'd really trust anything that was pre-COVID for comps, but who knows? The market is, is pretty fluid right now and going up and down a little bit. Um, so a lot of people are saying expect a, an AR, if you're going to flip, expect the ARV to possibly go down 10% and use that as your guideline for your buying criteria, just to make sure that if the market does drop, you're not gonna lose money on it. So, but I can, I can you know, play with these sliders if I want to see, get more comps than what's showing up or something like that. So right now I'm gonna go to this subdivision. I like to go to that one just because it's different than, from the distance. Uh, plus a lot of parts of town that really makes a big difference. I don't know if it makes as much difference up there. But so I'm just going to go run CMA. Okay, so you can see these are all pretty close. So I might even right now say that's way more than what I want to look at. 85 sold comps within a mile. So I'm just going to go up here to edit CMA criteria. And I'm going to say that's too many. I don't want to look at it. So I'm going to keep the recency at 180 days. I'm going to take the distance back down to a quarter of a mile and see what happens now. Now I only have four, just kind of really not enough. Might be enough if they're all good and recent. Um, but in general, you do want, you want at least three to four that are really good comps. So what did that tell you about an area that has that many homes, 85 homes for sale in a, in a close area? It's possible, being that it, in Houston, that that was uh, a flooded area. 
Um, I could see what's going to, I'm going to keep my recency because I really don't want to go further back than that right now, but I'm going to take the distance out a half mile and see what happens. Now this is looking a little better. So you notice that when I went to this, the computer automatically selected all of these comps rather than if you go to the subdivision or the distance algorithm, the computer will select some for you. So some things that I look at, first thing I look at is this price per square foot up here. And so this one is at 97, this one is at 97, Saddlebook Ranch, and then the subdivision is changing. And they're all quite a bit higher. So that's one thing to consider. This one's Saddlebrook Village, so that's a little bit different. Maybe I'll go to the map first, actually, in this case. So this is kind of where it really helps to know your neighborhood. Um, I don't know this area very well, but it helps to know, is this a big enough road that these houses over here are different than the houses over here. That's one thing to consider that the map can help you with. Another is, what do these back up to? That looks, I don't know what that is. Right here, but sometimes you'll see a golf course or a green space that looks like maybe a shopping center or an industrial Things. So that's probably not going to do a whole lot, but you know, if something backs up to a golf course, for example, that's going to have a higher price than one that's not backing up to it. But from what I know, that's really not telling me much. There's a lot over here. Waterways are the same. Yes. Kind of a green space waterway. So looking at this area, I'm thinking that these are not ones I want to use. They just look a lot that, actually it's really weird because that's not showing up on the map. It doesn't look like this, right? With the homes right here. I don't know if that's just something Google hasn't updated and these are new. Yeah, built in 2019. I don't want to use any of these. So I can go here and unselect them all. That's one way to narrow it down. I kind of wish it wouldn't zoom out. And then when I do that, it's taking them out of, this right here is gonna be my ARV, this sold price, because your ARV always needs to be based on the other sold properties in the area. Whoops, I just selected it, I think. Okay, this is not really what I want to, wanted to spend time doing here. What are those numbers? Okay, so two, three, four, five. I'm going to do this a faster way. Three is in Lakes at Creek, Creekside. I don't want to use those. So actually, my biggest issue here is that these are built in 2019 and 2020. These are brand new. I don't want to be comping a 2012 house against a brand new one. So what I'm going to do is go back to my CMA criteria and change the year built range, take that down to five. Now I'm not gonna get those really new homes in there. So these are much better comps. So usually the 10 years plus or minus is a good rule, but if it's really old, you might wanna expand it. And if it's really new, you might want to reduce it like I did here. We also have two different school districts here, which sometimes it may or may not be better. So looking at the price per square foot again, this is about the same. This one is a little bit lower. This one is a lot higher. 
Oh, but it's back in that Lakes of Creek side. So I'm gonna take that one off by checking that box at the top. Okay, so now 237. So I'm guessing that's a more realistic ARV. So another thing I wanna check out for that is the photos. So we already looked at this house, but I wanna do a quick look at the comps. And probably there's not gonna have been a lot of updating in this area yet. Uh, but if this were, and if I was going to do rehab on this house, I would want to look at these comps here and see how they've been fixed up. Because you always want to rehab to the neighborhood. Because if you spend a lot of money putting in really nice things and it's better than the other houses in the neighborhood, you're not going to get that higher price for it to justify that. And if you don't fix it up as nicely, your house just isn't going to sell. It's just going to sit there on the market. So also from this part right here, if I wanted to take one out of consideration, I could do that by checking, by unchecking the box right here as well. So pictures are important. You want to look at each one of those as well. And then back to the list. I'm feeling pretty good. They're, they're all, here's the distance. 0 0.11, 0 0.27, 0 0.29. They're all less than half a mile. Here's the recency. They're all under six months, which is the general rule. If I wanted to get a little more focused, I might take out these ones that were close to six months ago, like the 178, the 166, the 179. I'm at 238. That didn't change it much. So I can also go down here uh, this right here is very important when you're looking at deal, especially if you're going to flip it, because you want to make sure that as soon as you get that thing done, you can get it sold quickly. Otherwise, uh, you're just increasing your holding costs. So seven days, 18 days, seven days, nine days. This one a little bit longer. But overall, these are going pretty quick. That one was listed for 249. It sold for 245. So they're all selling a little bit below list price, but they're selling fast. So it looks like in that area, the thing to do is listed high. <laughs> hey, Becky, you're talking about due diligence. Yep. And while we're on that that topic. Um, can you tell them a little bit about the humble house that we visited and the difference? Yeah, let me hang on. I will okay. let me finish a couple other things here. Uh, the other thing, it's a good idea to check the square footage. Um, as a rule, if two houses are right next to each other, and their comparable conditions, a smaller house will bring a higher price per square foot than a larger house. So you can see this is a little bit larger house. The price per square foot was a little bit lower, which kind of evens out the price. So even though it's bigger, the 249 is a little higher, but not a lot higher. Here's where you can compare the bed and bath. Ideally, you want those to be the same. Ideally, you want to comp your two-story against another two-story. Because again, as a rule, a ranch house will bring a slightly higher price per square foot usually. Um, and the lot size can make a difference too if it's really big or really small. But that usually has less of an effect. So these plus signs over here, any of these, if you click on it, it's going to give you more information. So if I click on this MLS one, it's going to show me the agent's remarks about the comps. So that's another thing that I want to check too. I want to make sure my comps say that they're in good shape. Ideally, if it's an older house, you'd want it to be updated. These are newer, so I wouldn't expect to see much updating. But you don't want to, if, if one of the comps says something about needs TLC, you don't want to use that towards your ARV. You want to take that, you'd want to take that out of consideration. So once you're, I feel pretty good about this 238. 
I'm going to go back up here and click on this investment summary. And they're asking 242. So again, this just sort of iterates what we've been saying. This would not really be a good investment property. So I would probably wouldn't spend any more time on it. Um, but also, it's also good to look at the active listings, see what the other houses on the market look like, how they've been fixed up. The average of those is 259. So remember these ones we looked at here, they all went for less than their asking price. Whoa. I don't think I just did anything to make that circle. That was weird. I don't know where that came from. It's like stuck on my screen. I have no idea what just happened with that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I've tried to do that before and not been able to do it. So if anybody knows, <laughs> help me out. <laughs> I don't know how I just drew that circle on my screen. Um, but this is kind of a cool feature up here because you can play with the numbers. So say, okay, what if I were to get this for 200,000? Now, since I know there's really not, not much repairs into it, I know that would be a 16% discount, a 1.06 rental index. So still not a good investment deal. If I could get it for 160, now we're talking. So you can kind of play with the numbers right here. That's kind of a cool feature. Um, and then right here, report and share. Those emails that I told you about, if you're not getting those, if you do your save that automated search, the emails you get are going to look just like this. They're going to have all the same information minus the squiggle on my screen. Wait, is that from here? Windows Inc. Workspace. Has anybody used this? Because it looks like maybe somehow that's what I use right on your PC screen. Uh, Hello, uh, Becky, can you hear me? Yes, yes, Jesse. I, I, I think I did that. I was watching the screen and I, there's a, you have a uh, feature turned on the edit button uh the it's got a pencil on it and uh and i had i had circled the uh the arv on there on my screen but it put it on yours uh because of that uh the edit feature uh which i didn't realize i had turned that on but it uh it's got a circle with a with a pencil on it and when i when i circled the rv it made i guess it did it on your screen as well I, That's, that, there's no reason that should be happening. Do you know where? It, that, it, uh, on, on my screen, it's appearing on the far left-hand side. It's a, a circle with the, uh, with the, with the pencil in, in the center. Um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do it again because I don't want to <laughs> damage your, 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 uh, but I don't, I, uh, Hey Becky, I would just suggest Going, logging out and logging back in, maybe. But it's I can, I can click on it again and see if I can erase it, but I'm afraid try. I'm, <laughs> you want me to try? Yeah, right. you might as well try. But it's, okay. it's, it's like on my computer. I don't understand how you shouldn't be able to do that on my screen because I'm yeah. sharing screen. <laughs> well, yeah, I've never seen that uh, option before, but uh, let me see if I can. Yeah, yeah. The, it's it's called the pen option. Uh, let me see. You just deleted it. Okay, I uh, under that. Uh, I guess it's the edit option. There's an erase. I there's some features on here I hadn't seen before, and it's got pen, highlighter, arrow, color, and erase. So I just. Uh, but what you do on your screen should not be affecting my screen. Exactly. Yes, I. Uh, I think you have an option that's turned on that's allowing us to see that option, and it's called apparently the pen 
option, pin or edit option. Because I've got, for right now, I've got a blue circle with a pencil in, in the center. And make a little mark over here. Like a little. Uh, Gosh, this is, that is so weird. See, I can. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> You're right, yes. we digress. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's really weird. Might have to ask my tech guys about that. Okay, okay. I'm just erased it. Okay. <laughs> Learn something every day. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, well, glad we figured it out. Um, so here's that report that you can create. So if you're wholesaling, you can send this report to a potential buyer. Or if you're going to flip it or buy and hold it, you can send this report to a, a business partner or, um, or a lender, anything like that. So the cool thing about this report is it's going to have in it exactly what you want it to have. So I can say, I don't care about the non-active. I don't want to include them. Uh, right now, it's got the asking price. If I got this at a lower price and I don't know what, I don't want people to know that it was on the MLS for this price, I can go to retail report and that's going to take that off. So it only leaves the ARV, the average of the other active prices on the market, the lease, those kind of things. But this has all the MLS information in it, including the agent's remarks. It has the sold comps. Now notice it just has these three. Those are the ones that we left checked. The ones that we unchecked didn't show up here. So we could go through the active listings and check or uncheck them as well. So that only, you know, truly comparable properties were still showing here. And the same with the least. I could reduce that if I went to the least button and did the same things. And then all the pictures are down here. So it's a really cool thing to save a record of it. You can just, you can save it as a PDF to your computer or you can email it to somebody else or to yourself and share it. So that's a nice feature there. Um, one thing, if I wanted to go back here, I wanna go back to my CMA. I always wanna follow the breadcrumbs right here you never want to use the back button on your computer. You only want to follow the breadcrumbs back. Because if you use the back button, it resets and you're back on the analytics page and you'll lose everything that you did. But if I follow the breadcrumb back, then I can go back to here's my search results. So one other cool thing here is if I forgot to save it before, I could save it now or I could download all these search results right here into an Excel sheet and work with them there. So any questions on the CMA, Gloria, did that help? Yes. Okay. I kind of lost you there at the very last on the, on which, on the, bed, uh, the breadcrumbs, did you say? Okay, um, that's what they call this menu right up here. Okay. So if I click on something, let's say I run the CMA for this property, and I look at it and I decide I don't want to spend any more time on it, and I want to go back to my search. Okay. If I'm not going to put it in again, I just go here. So this is called a breadcrumb. So I just follow this back to my deals. Okay, got you. If I go back again, it's taking me back to my search criteria. If I use okay. the back button, it's going to go all the way back to the analytics page and I'm going to lose everything. So you oh, always... No for this, yeah, <laughs> you always wanna look for this breadcrumb menu at the top. The other thing I found is that with Chrome, I don't know how many of you use Chrome, but if I go too fast scrolling one way or another, Chrome has these little things that show up and will take you back. <laughs> and I've lost everything that way too sometimes just by scrolling too fast, but that's a, that's a Chrome feature 
it's kind of gets in the way. All right, so any other questions with MLS Deal Finder? Um, on fast CMA, you can run comps on any property, even if it's, whether it's listed on the market or not. So you just go here, type in a location, type in an address, and then you always want to select it from this menu here. If it doesn't show up on this menu, our system's not going to find it. And then look up. By the way, Batch CMA would let you enter a whole spreadsheet of addresses, and it's going to give you the ARV distance and the ARV subdivision for each of those properties. So that's kind of a fun thing. So if you've got a bunch of houses you're driving for dollars for, you can kind of do a quick CMA all at once on them. Um, I would never 100% trust it, but it's always good to, to do your diligence and look at it. Um, and then here, did you mean? So this is going to tell you the last time it was listed on the market. So this one sold September 14th. If there aren't any of these, then it ha if it hasn't been on the market in the last five or six years, there won't be anything here. So you would just skip down to the plain address and then, then you'll have to enter the year built and the square footage if it has not been listed on the MLS. So after you go look up, Property type, single family. Notice you can also comp a vacant lot here or multifamily properties or whatever. These again are the different MLS categories. Um, and then subtype, if this is not a townhouse, I wanna take that out so it doesn't compare it against townhouses or vice versa. And then again here, I can choose which one I wanna use just go find comparables. It's going to tell you how many. If you're just curious, oh, what if I went distance? How many would that give me? Only four less. So you can compare that way and then run CMA is going to take you right back where we were. And then you can go through. The other thing you can do with the maps is it is linked to Google Earth. So you can take your little Google guide, dude. And drag him onto the street, check out the neighborhood. Here's that little star that tells me that that's, that's my house. That's my subject property. So you can see what's next door to it. I can see this one's on a corner. You can drive down the street. Whichever street I want. and do that. So that's kind of a nice feature to, you know, kind of let you know how well kept the the yards are, for example. Oh, look, here's a number 13. That means that's comp number 13, this house right here. All right. Okay, County Data Finder is what you would use if you wanted to create a list of people to market to, kind of a, a focus list. This searches the tax records. So these are not necessarily for sale. They're not, not necessarily distressed sellers. They're just any property that's in the tax records. So I could go search by address, type in an address, and get the tax information for that property. Or if I go multiple searches, here's I can limit it by as many or as few of these criteria as I want. So let's say I want out-of-state owners. I could say people who live in Hawaii <laughs> and own a property in Texas or California or something like that. If you know an owner's name and you want to, and you know they own more than one house, you want to know how many other properties they own. You can put that in here as well. The most common use of this is usually non-owner occupied or out of state owners. Year of ownership is how I can make sure that they have a little equity. So 
I want to say, I want to say somebody's owned it for at least 10 years so that they have equity. So that means they bought it sometime from the beginning of time to 2010. Um, exemptions, the ho this over 65 is a cool thing, but unfortunately Harris County doesn't allow us that data. So we don't have it here, but I know in DFW, that's a, a good one to use. Um, somebody over 65, you know, might be looking to downsize. Company type, if it's an LLC or a trust, it's likely owned by an investor. So if I go none of these, then it's just, you know, maybe somebody who happens to own an extra house and maybe they'd be more likely to sell it. So it just depends on who you want to, uh, to put your marketing at. If you LLCs, you know, you're going to get landlords. I can limit the property type here to just single family. I can look for mobile homes, vacant lots, any of those things that I want. I go to geography, I can limit it by city, zip code, or even subdivision. So I know some people wanted to, really wanted to find a house in a certain subdivision, so they did a mailer to every house in that subdivision. So you can take off the other limitations and just put subdivision, and you're gonna get a list of all the houses there. Wow. Or I can narrow my search by city or zip code or whatever I want to. I can use land to narrow my search if I'm looking for vacant lots or a certain size or value. Home features, you know, maybe I don't want a really old house. I don't want to fix the electrical, so I'm going to say nothing before 1984. I can say I don't want anything bigger than 2,500 square feet. You know, you can, like I said, as many or as few of these criteria as you want. And then value, let's say I want something with a mark. This market value is according to the county. It's not the CMA value. So it's likely that this is going to be less than what it actually is. So I'm going to say maybe 200. And then I just go search. And this is kind of the slowest thing on our website because it's searching through so many records to find those matches. And then notice you get 2000 credits with a metro area plan. Those will renew automatically every month. And that only affects the number that you actually download. You can do as many searches as you want. You can look at as many properties as you want. Uh, the credits only affects the download. And mine computer seems to be going especially slow today. I probably should have put some more criteria. Although, Katie, single family, out of state. There we go. So this list contains 295 properties. So they're all down here. I can see the owner information. Here's the owner's address. So if I want, if I wanted, you know, that to be my marketing strategy, I would download this list and then uh, you could do a mail merge with it. You could send the list to a printer who's going to print them for you, whatever you want to do. I can get the tax information, value, property information all from here. And if I only wanted to download a few of them, I could just select the ones I wanted and only download a few. So that is County Data Finder. Or you could take your spreadsheet that you download and skip trace it if you wanted to call or email or text owners. Um, on our tools and services here, there's a deal analyzer calculator, so I'll show you that. Version 5 is our newer one. And so I'm just going to click here. For version 4, there's a video. It doesn't look like there's one for version 5, but it's downloading it as an Excel spreadsheet. 
All right, so the first thing I want to do, because I always forget, is enable editing. Okay, so now it says, notice you can only inform add information in these greenish boxes. The yellow boxes are locked, so I can't change this total, but I can change this total. So if I think this is going to be a quicker rehab, for example, I'm going to get it done in three months. When I hit enter, it automatically changes that one. So I can put in the ARV here. Wholesale fee, you can take that out if you're not going to wholesale it. List price, let's say 210, I don't know. Tax assessed value, you can get that from County Data Finder. Let's say it's 180. And let's say this is about 1,800 square feet. Okay, fix and flip, here's that 70% rule of thumb. You wanna be a little bit more cautious because of the current situation and people's predictions, make it 65%. Estimated repairs, can put those in here. Utilities, these things sort of come up as averages. You can change them if you know they're gonna be different, other, otherwise leave them. So here's if you're gonna get a short-term loan for it. So usually that means a hard money loan. With a down payment, you're not gonna put it down, you don't want a down payment, change it to zero. So you can change any of these things that you know will be different, otherwise you can just leave them again as the averages. So once I go through this page and I check through all of these, here's a buy and hold analysis. So rent ready repairs, notice is usually less than what you would put into it if you're gonna flip it. Let's say I can get 1500 a month in rent for this one. Property taxes, insurance, vacancy allowance. More important if you're doing, you know, a bulk number of properties. Lender fees, if you know you're using, like Blink doesn't charge an appraisal fee, take that out. Um, that, so once I go through that page, I can go here to quick offer and it's going to tell me if I'm going to get it 65% minus repairs minus a wholesale fee of 5,000, I'm going to pay 139 for it. If I'm going to buy and hold and I need a 1.2 rental index, I think there was a place to change that and I didn't. Um, I only pay 115 or I know that I'm going to have to kick in the cash to make the difference to take it down to that. So here's a fix and flip cash analysis page, fix and flip with short term financing, the hard money, buy and hold cash, refi, buy and hold long term finance if you're just going to get a long term loan right away. Here you go. My rental index was way <laughs> My 1500 was probably way low for a house at this price, but yeah, so just kind of a cool thing to anal help you analyze the deal and look at the numbers. All right, then we've got our repair estimator calculator. This one does have a video tutorial. So you can open it here in a Google Sheet or here open it in Excel. I don't know that I've done this Google Sheet before. I usually open it in Excel. Possibly for good reason. Um, this, oh, here we go. Five minute calculator. Okay, so here's the square foot of the home. So I'm gonna change that. Um, it's not letting me change it. Okay, this is why I don't do it in Google Sheets. Apparently something's not working or you have to just maybe make a copy of it somehow. Always go to Excel, I've already got Excel open. So it should be coming up here, here we go. So here's the square footage. So I was saying after I enabled editing, 
1,800 square feet. And then this right here is where we say, yes, it needs it, one or zero, it doesn't need it. So if it needs a new roof, you change that to a one. It puts an average price in here. And here's a note. It's an extra $500 per pitch. So if it's a steeper roof, you're gonna have to add a little bit more, but you can change these. So here's roof, foundation, electric plumbing, paint, almost always. Flooring, say so yes, it needs some flooring, but it really only needs flooring in half of it. So I'm just gonna change this, cut this in half and say $1.50, then it changed this to 2,700. If you wanna put in hardwood floors, it's gonna cost more if you need to paint the outside. Does it need electric, windows, doors, a hot water heater, bathroom remodel? Um, <laughs> Kevin mentioned that a house in Humble that we looked at, and it was one we found with MLS Steel Finder. And we looked at it, and it looked like a minor rehab. It looked like a paint, you know, paint, flooring, uh, maybe some new appliances and stuff like that. It didn't look bad from the pictures. And we got there, and the place was just. It was just nasty. It was, it was moldy. It had holes in the wall. It had water. It leaked from the ceiling. They didn't show any of that stuff in the pictures. Um, so that's so why he was saying the due diligence. But in general, if you're making offers on the MLS, your strategy is that you just want to make a lot of offers. And if you get it accepted, then you go back and get your contractor in, look at the house, because if you drive to every house before you make an offer, you're just not gonna, you're not gonna get anywhere. It's gonna take way too much time. So you may, you know, maybe call the realtor, ask him questions about the condition based on the pictures, use this spreadsheet, calculate the repairs, calculate your offer from there make your offer. If it gets accepted, you get your contractor in. And if it finds out it's like that house and had something major that wasn't part of the pictures or the comments, you come back and say, hey, I didn't know it needed this. I can only give you this much now. And you just renegotiate the contract. But this calculator can help you do that, can help you just in five minutes, you know, go through all these things, say yes or no. Here we go, total before grace budget 13,500, adds a little extra here for things that happened that you didn't know about, we're not expecting. Um, the last house we flipped, for example, when the guy moved out, the water heater worked just fine and he shut off the gas and when we shut, turned the gas on again, the hot water heater wouldn't work. So we ended up having to replace it. So those kind of things happen. And so this gives you a little extra room, a little safety net for those things. Questions about any of these? Here's a link to our on-demand skip tracing page that is on our public, public website page as well. So if you're gonna do that smaller amount, you come down here, this is $5, five addresses for $5. That's actually a one-time fee. Or you can say up to 25 addresses a month for $25, up to 200 for 50. And the more you do, of course, the cheaper it gets for each. But you can sign up for this here, add your input file, We'll skip trace it and get it back to you by usually within a couple hours. Sometimes it might be the next business day. But that can help you get the owner's information on the off-market properties. And of course, uh, if you have a question here, our support, Here's our knowledge base. 
So we have quite a lot of um, frequently asked questions. We have some training videos. Um, so here's a video how to find off market leads, how to work with probate leads, short sales, you know, so just all kinds of good information on here. So I'd encourage you to check out this page. As well, if you have a question about anything, you can submit a help desk ticket. Or this is our cool new online chat. So we have a customer service agent who monitors this during, uh, during most days. I'm not sure if they're checking this on Saturdays yet or not, but we do have somebody answering the phone on Saturdays as well as emails for sure. So I would guess they're gonna be checking this as well. Good luck deal finding and thanks for joining. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.